Regina Nissan is the presenting sponsor of the Off the Hosel podcast. And this month, you can choose your vehicle and your bonus during the big thrill sales event. You can lease the new 2021 Nissan Murano for as low as $193 biweekly for 39 months with $950 down. Or check out the new 2021 Nissan Sentra, leased as low as $54 weekly for 60 months with $0 down. Make sure to head down to Regina Nissan at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan, or visit them online at reginanissan.ca, or check them out on social media at Nissan Regina. Drive Nissan. Harbor Golf Club and Resort offers an exciting challenge to all levels of golf enthusiasts. This 18-hole championship golf course is situated on the bluffs overlooking the scenic Lake Diefenbaker in Elbow, Saskatchewan. Feast your eyes on the panoramic views of miles of sandy beaches, the lake, and our spectacular golf course. Take the opportunity to get away from life's hustle and bustle and support local by planning your next day trip to Harbor Golf. Use off the hosel code on your next booking and get 20% off green fees and a $20 food and beverage voucher for your foursome. Offer not applicable with any other promotion. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy, can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Alrighty, hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Off the Hosel. This is episode 77, a Ray Bork podcast. My name is Drew Koser, I'm your host, and I'm joined by my brother, much older, but he's back here, Troy Koser. Better looking. Heyo! <laughs> Troy is back. And there's no Danny H today, but we do have the intern here with us, the Ripper Turner Ripplinger. Boys, thanks for having me back. Troy, that was a hell of an A.O. Oh. That one was for you. Anytime you want to fill in and do one, feel free. It's kind yeah. of getting old, but apparently some of our listeners like it. So Hey, you've been doing it for 77 episodes. We're going to ride it out. Yeah. All right. Before we get going into this podcast today, fellas, we want to mention that this is a Nissan-driven podcast. Number one place to get your next vehicle, oil change, or any vehicle-related needs. They're located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. Boys, we drive Nissan. And Troy, where do we uh, always record from? Divots Indoor Golf, 6823 Rochdale Boulevard. Uh, closed for the season now, but uh, when the white stuff starts falling, they'll be open for business. Seven great simulators, great staff, great food. The old saying is, uh, play divots, don't make them. Exactly. All right, boys, open pit. We are all here, minus Danny H., but lots to chat about. So we had PGA this week. As Biz said on the on checklist, it was the PGA Championship, but it was not. It was the U.S. Open. Correct. We had some baseball, I'm sure, down the road. There's 500 games every day. We had a couple NHL games this past week, weekend. And But first, let's go to uh, Troy. It's been a while, so what's new with you? What's going on? Pinched a nerve in my neck. <laughs> Hurts to look at you guys. I broke my back. Can't golf. I broke my back. <laughs> hey, don't joke. Jill actually broke her sacrum, which is like the lowest part of her back so don't joke about that she's been in a lot of pain anyways um yeah no myself sorry <laughs> no it's okay turner <laughs> she missed the chair <laughs> um 
No golf. Like I said, I I've been working like a dog lately. That's why I haven't been here. It's crazy out at my work. Yeah. Um, watched a lot of golf this weekend. Uh, watched some baseball. Watched some hockey. It was uh, it was a good weekend for sports. We're finally all settled in the house now, so nice. Um, yeah. We can just sit back and relax. You know, you what'd you get up to? When's the housewarming party for the boys? Uh, you know, it's funny you say that. Jill and I were talking about it. I think July twelfth. Why? What's July twelfth? It's wide open. Oh no yeah, no off the hosel, we can do a backyard podcast in the backyard. Yeah, actually, we could. We have a huge, massive deck. There. Well, now he's speaking humbly. That's <laughs> no, not a I big said deal. Deck. <laughs> Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we we that was good. we are gonna have a housewarming. So yeah, you guys are more than welcome, and some of our listeners, I don't know, we'll have to maybe maybe we'll give, do a giveaway. Okay, uh, I like that. Uh, off the hustle giveaway. Who wants to join co-host Troy? <laughs> Free beer for the night. Easy now. Well, maybe Davy Stewart hooks us up. So yeah, yeah. Turner, Drew, what are you guys up to? What's 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 shaking? Nah, go to rip first. Me? Um, same shit, different pile. Fuck, like golf, skate, workout. Uh, went to White Bear again this weekend. Nice. No yeah. free ads. <laughs> Is it Dennis? Is that who runs White Bear? I think th- no. Uh, yeah, Dennis, right? I think so. Yeah. How did you see Dennis out there or no? Yeah, pro. You're looking at me like I want to say that's his name because so. I, I played with Phil again, and I think he said his name. But I, I'm pretty sure it's Dennis. Dennis, friend of the show. He's a member out there. Yeah. Anyways, how's yeah. how's uh, White Bear looking? I love it. It's it's so green there. Um, it was the first time I didn't. It wasn't cart path only. First time I was there. First time this summer, I should nice. say. So it was fun to drive around on the fairways for once. Um, that was a good time. Got how, banged up a few times. And how are the dog legs? <laughs> Which one? Exactly. All 18 of them. I know, I know. <laughs> it's yeah. a beautiful track. The first yes. hole is the easiest hole in Canada, and then the next 17, you're just oh, in the bear. I, I, I had two eagles on the front nine. Oh, wow. Two chip in eagles. Yeah, and, and how'd you finish? 81? 77. Oh, well, hey, we're seven. 77 in my life. <laughs> it was a battle. Yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. You're both uh, up to do lots of new things. I'm actually up to White Bear in Tenosi this weekend, coming up for the two man, the Tenosi White Moose, I believe it's called. I'm excited, playing with Wiggs, my partner, played hockey with him in junior. We won the second flight last year, I believe, our first flight. We kind of sandbagged day one. I played terrible, and he wasn't very good off the team. We both will admit that. But I'm playing a lot better golf this year going into that tournament. I'm excited to see everyone out there, and it's, uh, it sounds like it's a full event this year, too. I got a question for you. What up? How's that new tailor-made driver? Oh, dude. Aren't Ask they, this guy. Aren't they nice? I oh, Last week in men's night, I didn't miss a fairway. Melt piss missiles. I think Meltwich. I think we need to uh, thank Mike for those. This drive is brought to you by Meltwich. Meltwich. That's a free ads. No free ads. Okay, yeah, but you want to do a tailor-made ad tray? Well, I don't have one on the top of my head. I just, I mean, Drew, I'm sure you have one. I don't know, do you? Ah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, tailor-made golf is the best way to go. I mean, we all use it here. Rip uses it as the intern. You use it. I use it. Danny H uses it. And you know, tailor-made golf. Like you have to use it, and if you don't, your game will it will show. So it's time today. If you need help getting your clubs, go to your local golf course, call them, talk to them. They'll help you out with it. Or give Mike Lane a call or an email. Fire him a text. I don't know if his number's on there. Check him out today. Mike Lane and Taylor made Golf, great partners of ours. Me and Mike are friends on Facebook now. Nice. Yeah. Quick little Taylor made story too. Okay. We moved into the house. Uh, when did we get possession? May twenty eighth. Been out golfing probably half a dozen rounds. And I know when Taylor made signed on with us, we got a big ass box of golf balls, right? Yeah, yeah. But you found them. 
Not the first six rounds. No, oh. no, no. So, <laughs> of course, friend of the show, Scotty D. Hey, uh, what's in this box here? Opens it up. Just a whole bunch of golf balls. Bastard scabbed like eight sleeves from me. I was like, eh, <laughs> those marketing. Are, those are bush balls. Marketing. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I found the golf balls. The mystery golf balls are, I found them, so. Well, I'll have to do here. Okay, let's uh, wrap up last week's guest, Brian Foley from Milton, Massachusetts. Uh, Rip, you were, were you there for that one? Uh, yeah, I wasn't there. I wasn't there for the interview. Who to do it? I think it was you. Oh, it was me yeah, and Tori. Tori. Yeah, me and Tori. Tori did it. So you boys heard it. Uh, Leafs jersey. Yeah, veteran. <laughs> what was uh, what were the thoughts in the podcast? It was good. It's good shit. Foles was funny, dude. He's got some good stories. And um, for a Boston guy, he knows where we live. He's been here before. So. He's been to Bigger. Chowder head. Chowder. Chowder head. The Bigger Saskatchewan. He's been to Swift Current. He's been to yeah. Saskatoon. So he knows all about it. And. Yeah, I, I think he had a lot of fun with us, too, and he's a big golfer, too. Fairway Fools, his Instagram handle, he dropped that a few times. And uh, he's the Moe Norman Jr., he says. So, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun with Fools, and obviously our guest today is a, another good friend of his, and we're all about Boston right now. Chowda heads. Chowda. <laughs> Chowda. I just cow. love saying Chowda. I played with, uh, when I was on Penticton, I played with uh, Tony Amante's kid, Ty. Really? He's got a nasty Boston accent, too. Did you guys... go, and he went to BU, Boston University. Oh, my God. I see the Snapchats of this guy. It just oh, it doesn't look fun at all. According to Mark Zuckerberg, you don't need to study if you go to BU. <laughs> really? Oh, you guys haven't seen that movie, The Social Network? Oh, I have. Breaks like... up with that girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Why okay. do you keep saying you have to study? You go to BU. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> um, Tony Amante. Yeah. Do you guys actually know who that is? I don't. Yeah, he does. He used to play with Joey. Well, I don't know if he played hockey, with Joey yeah. with the, in the Rangers. Yeah, ninety four, ninety five. He's yeah. a big human now. <laughs> is he? Like <laughs> his shoulders as wide as this table oh, that really? we're sitting by right now. No one can see the table, but the table's like six feet long. I wonder if he's still rocking the mullet. No, he, <laughs> he might. No. He had a, he had no, a he good, oh, good mullet. Yeah. yeah, he was like almost Yarmir Yager, almost. Wow. But we better talk some golf. Yeah, let's we break down get, golf. Uh, we don't want to get torn apart on social media. Yeah, yeah our last seven guests have been golf guys, but I mean, whatever is what it is. Uh, okay, yeah, let's walk through golf this past weekend. The U.S. Open, uh, I watched the last couple of days. I sat on my couch and just binged it. Uh, Rip, we'll go to you first. Talk about golf. Um, John yep. Rahm winning at minus six, shot minus four on the end, or on the last day. Dude, I feel like John Rahm, he's, he's just like a good guy of of golf, right? Like, yeah. Just, like, I don't feel like he has any haters or anything. Everyone just loves him. And what he went through last weekend, how he got yeah <laughs> says right. it the way he feels yeah, yeah. Dude, he, he got screwed over there's no way to put it no other way to put it and, and then come back and win like to come back and win like that like good for him did I you know. see his post uh winning interview he, he actually kind of brought it up really he's like, i didn't see it after everything that happened last week like he was almost kind of pissed off about yeah it, right as he should be and you know he comes out wins i mean he made a hell of a nice putt uh, i'm a huge rom fan i know a couple guys i work with they're like oh i can't stand john rom and I'm like, why? The guy's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he just seems like a really down-to-earth guy. What I thought the coolest thing was, he had finished 18, and he was on the practice screen, or sorry, the driving range, and Philly Mickelson goes and gets a chair for uh, Rombo's wife and kid. Oh, yeah, I saw And that. they're sitting there and chatting and stuff, and then I saw a tweet today, and I believe it was Rom's wife said, I didn't want, what, what is Phil's thing called? Fireside? stories or something he does those i have no idea 
to be honest. She's like, I didn't want to be a part of Phil Mickelson's fireside stories or whatever the hell it was called. It, it's a little segment he does, like a two-minute video with a golfer or whatever. But okay. no, it was kind of cool that Mickelson's sitting there chatting with his wife and newborn baby. And then they're friends too, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure they are. But, I mean, I watched quite a bit of golf. DeShambo, wow. Talk about choking. Well, the one thing I want to say before you, you bring that up, how about no one wanting to win the golf tournament? I know. <laughs> Everyone was just puking on the golf in the last five holes. Okay, I am no professional golfer uh, by any means, but is it that tough of a track? Oh, yeah. The rough, oh, was, the yeah. rough was a joke. Oh, yeah, the rough was an absolute joke. <laughs> Dude, the rough was tick. And the greens looked like they were aerated. Uh, like if you, I don't know. And then they're just my, fast. Like they were my, dry. Maybe my TV's out of whack, but it looked like it was actually aerated, like the greens. But, yeah, super fast. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Nobody wanted to just come out and say, this is my tournament, I'm going to win. But as a golf fan and a golf viewer, made it a lot more interesting yesterday. I mean, you had Mac Hughes, who... I felt bad for him. You know what? He even said himself, though. He goes, it's not what he wanted, obviously, but yeah. he's going to learn from it. I mean, hell, he, he was in the final pairing yesterday. Yeah, and he, like, he you know, obviously he didn't get the end result that he wanted, but... I he needed for, that putt, though, for top 10, and he made that last putt. So he, he finished t- t- or top 10. I can't remember exactly where. but Yeah, So and I think for him not having that result of, you know, not playing very well the last day, but I think also for getting to that spot and being the last group, you know, that's huge for him and huge for Canada golf. Like, I mean, everyone's watching, and, you know, he got fucked, too, at the end there on, was it 16? Oh, in the tree? Oh, I was like, oh. So I was going to ask you two young guys that play a lot of golf. The ball is in the tree. Penalty. Why? Can't play it. Unless you climb, climb the tree. Couldn't they shake the shit out of the tree for the ball to fall out? I mean, a fan could do it, and then it'd fall out, but he can't go there and do it, though. Because no. now you're, you're, you're improving your lie. Because when they were doing the ruling, I'm like, oh, okay, he's going to get a free drop right below. And I'm, then they said, no, it's a one-shot penalty. I'm like, what? Because it's an unplayable, yeah. Hmm, okay. Yeah, yeah so kind of so sucks. Podcast. It sucks like, for him, yeah. and yeah, it is what it is. It's I guess. Like similar stories when... Uh, Long time ago, and Tiger is behind the rock in the desert. Yeah, yeah. A bunch yeah. of fans move the rock so he can just hit. Yeah, clean shot. No, so. I mean all in all, it's a good tournament. Um, Rory didn't pour it on. I thought he was going to. Um, the one guy's tweet was like, "Rory looks like an Easter egg." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kepka, you know, I I personally believe that was it. NBC that covered it, right? Yeah, where they dropped the ball. A Thursday they could have had. DeChambeau and Kepka teen off together, but they didn't. Yeah. And then on Saturday, they had the same score going in on third day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. No, they separate, they separated them. I'm like, why won't they let these two golf together? And I even seen DeChambeau photobombed Kepka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, is it a real rivalry or is it more for TV? I think it's played out more than it actually is, but I'm pretty sure they both hate each other still, too, at the same time. I mean, maybe hate's a strong word. Yeah. But... Definitely, they're not a big fan of each other. And the one guy we haven't talked about was Louis Uzlesian. Uzlesian. That guy, yeah. That, <laughs> he's so close. Like, he, he is. He's so close. They were talking about him. Was he PGA drunk the last day? I don't think so. He played awful, I thought. Yeah, well, I mean, you play four-day tournaments. You, no offense, but it's oh. tough to string four goods around, good rounds of golf together. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm just saying, but right? I, I felt that he would have been not puking in the last five, six holes. That he was like... Off over the green, missing pots. This and that. and again, the greens were tough, and I yeah. understand that. But stick handling. Yeah, yeah. they're they're playing pass with each other. So. But they were talking on the PGA Channel yesterday on XM about Louis Ustazian. I love it. Ustazian. Didn't that one announcer say that? Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they were, was it the golf uh, hall of fame? 
PGA Hall of Fame? Does Louis Oosdazian qualify? Because he's 39 years old, right? Well, he's he has won a major. He won um, the Open 20, yeah. 2010. And he's been, he was so close yesterday, and he's won multiple tournaments. I'm thinking, well, yeah, he has to go in. I, I mean, I don't know how many guys they induct every year, but something that Turner can look up for us at some point. But Yeah. Um, what else do you want to talk about? So that's golf. I, I mean, do want to rip off what happened this past weekend up in Wastra Sioux. Hey, I wanted one last question. LPGA. What's up? Brooke Henderson. What's up? How would she do? Dad didn't watch, to be honest. Oh, okay. Well, I know that for the first time in like her whole career that her sister wasn't caddying for her, though. Oh, really? So she had someone else caddying for her this past weekend. On, I'm not sure why Brittany wasn't there, but I was reading about it, and then my brain's in a blender half the time. So. Okay, cool. Sorry, it's a good question. Uh, yeah, so Waskasu, the lobstick, was this past week and slash week. And a guy that we did to play golf with up in Nipwin, and a really good friend of the show. He's been on the show a couple of times. Ashley Ziggyman finished his second place. Ziggy. Good Ziggy with it, buddy. Uh, you know, I texted you after the round, and I said, or I said, hey, man, like, good playing this week. You know, he really wanted to win, and he ended up losing to, and I'm going to get carved or get questioned about it. I think it's Jason Bloom from BC, a BC guy. So Ziggy put up a great fight. Uh, everyone else I was watching up there, and there is going to be a power ranking for that tournament. So here quickly, I'll rip this off again. The top 25 players that we put out two weeks ago from Nipwin, that was from that tournament. Mm-hmm. We're going to do, do one for the lobstick, and we'll keep a running tally, Tori and I, from the one in January all the way through the year. And at the end of the year, there'll be a... So was I T9 after one event? Absolutely I was. Yeah. I won't be on this one because I didn't play in it. So running tally of points and stuff like that. And at the end of the day... If you don't like it, just don't look at it. Yeah. Because it's just for fun. So. Relax. I think our listeners. Relax. Our listeners and followers like it, though. Take it I mean, easy, yeah, cycle. something else to look at, right? <laughs> <laughs> How yeah. did our buddy Brad do from Avonlea? Anybody? I don't know. No? I talked to him after his practice round. Brad, text me. Let me know how you made out at the lobstick. There it is. Uh, do you want to do some hockey talk here? Oh, I, yeah. know, I know our fans love talking hockey. We got sports talk. Well, Kay. we don't talk about golf at all, so might as well just talk about hockey. Turner's still upset. He's hot. Jesus. Hot. Okay, let's talk hockey. Let's go to the Habs and Vegas Knights game last night. Two, three nights ago, I guess now it is. What it is now? 2-2. Two, 2-2 two. Two, two series. Thoughts, boys? I can't believe Montreal's in it. I just... I'm blown away every day. It starts in your crease, I guess, right? I mean, Carey Price is... He is making... I think he's the best goal in the world, and I've said it lost in this podcast. Yeah, he's playing unbelievable. Um, I, I'm i just shocked. I'm shocked. I'm Vegas has got such a good team. Yeah. And Carey Price, it's, it's like I said, it starts in your net. I mean... Yeah. I can actually now see the series. You guys might roast me on this. I could see it going seven games, and I don't know who wins. Turner? Man, it was almost 3-1. I know. I know. They had him. They had him by the balls. I was pissed off because they, uh, I, I went outside to grab a beer. I came back inside, and the game was over. I'm like, what the? Like, yeah. A minute, yeah. was it like a minute 28 in or something? They scored in over, overtime, but. I'm not shocked at where it's at right now. Like, it's the NHL, and it's hockey, right? Like, anyone beats everyone any given night. If you're not ready to go, you're not ready to go, and odds are you're going to lose a game. Um, plus, they got the best goalie in the world. Like, fuck, anything can happen. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's true. I, I like Price is on a mission to win, and and Flurry hasn't been good, and he didn't even play last yeah, year. Yeah, Leonard. Played. Well, I, I yeah. wanted to ask that to you guys. Like, 
Would you guys have started Flurry the next day? Yes. I would have. And there was a poll out today. I don't know if it was the NHL or something. It was the Rod, the Rod Show, I think. Yeah. yeah. Who, do, who do they start in game five? And I right away clicked on Flurry. Flurry. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think, Rip? The goalie switch? I'm not shocked by it. Like, he made, like, he usually made, give your goalie benefit of the doubt of making a mistake. But he's made two big mistakes already. Right? And it's costing him both games. Unless you're Mike Smith, honestly, stay in the net. Exactly. Sorry, Smith's just very good at handling the puck. That uh, cost him the game. You want a you want a good puck handling goalie, which flurry most times. Yeah, and there's more certain times, times when they yeah. go out, but I I don't hate what Pete DeBoer did. I I like the nuts on him. Like yeah. that could have went both ways. One, he looks at the beauty now, and two, if he didn't do it, I don't know. whatever. Like, the yeah. least should have did that game seven. Yeah. Did you see but, Leonard's tweet? But well, before you end, before you bring that up, I don't know if I'm putting my guy in that hasn't played in three weeks though, and he looks out of shape, like looks heavy. Leonard. Yeah. I mean, hey, at the end of the day, he got the job out. done. I know, yeah, it worked out. So I seen he yeah. had a tweet out there. I didn't realize. He, was it three hours before? Four the, hours. Four hours before the game, he goes in and he reads all the Twitter trolls right. about how he's a shitty goalie and he's fires this and he's that. Fires him up. Fires, fires him up for the game. That's sick. You know? Psycho. We don't have that many followers that we can do that yet, but we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting close. Before we do our show, hey, get all fired up. Yeah. Start Just ripping off handles. This piece of shit. <laughs> Roasted us for that. Uh, what else on Vegas? Anything else? Vegas Habs? Well, games look fun. Wide open there. Sold out barns. Jeez. Wow. It's crazy. I mean, you get... In one country. 18,000 plus <laughs> in Vegas, and then they got 3,500 in the yeah. Bell Center. And crowd sound, noise. Sound. And crowd noise, which I hate. I hate it. Um, I, again, I think it goes seven. And then you got the other series going on, Tampa Islanders, which... We're, we're Team Isles, hey? Oh, 100. We're on the Ebbs, man. We're on the wagon for sure. Ebbs, absolutely. Because yeah. I think if he wins the trap, we did, we did to hang out with him. It's happening. Rip's in a call, Rip, his dad. And we're, we're, we're on the podcast. We'll yeah. do a podcast with the cup. Yeah. I'm going to hold it. I might mic the cup up. <laughs> hey, you have any, have any thoughts? Good idea. Him? Yeah, that cop has some stories, that's for sure. He'd be the guy with the white gloves talking into the mic. Yeah. Oh, that'd be sick. Oh, this is happening. Come on, Ebbs. Let's go. But I, let's I mean, that series. <sighs> I'm hating Tampa Bay more and more by each game. And I'll tell you why. Because of a certain individual who I follow on Instagram, Sean Avery. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thinks he's a coach. Thinks he should be working for NBC. And is on the Tampa. Why didn't well, Last year it was St. Louis. That was his team. That's my boy. That's my boy. It's like, you know what, dude? Pick, Pick a, a team. team. Or don't have one. Or yeah. don't have one. Right? Um, Veseleski. I think I said that right. Awesome oh, goalie. He's, yeah, he's awesome sick. goalie. He's and here, here's a question I'm going to put to both of you guys right now about this series. I, okay, I'm going to shorten this. It's another one that can go seven. It could go seven. Mm-hmm. But here's a question I want to ask both of you guys. Does Braden Point make Team Canada's Olympic team? Yes. Because there's been a lot of talk that he doesn't deserve to be there. I, I, I know how I feel. No question. Drew? Uh, yeah. I mean, he scores big goals. He's done it ever since he was 15 years old, playing, playing for the Warriors since the Pats. He... He's a game breaker. He's, he's a honey badger. He gets things done, and he works his nuts off every night. Kucherov's the best player on that team, followed by Braden Point. Hedman's yeah. close, too. Braden Hedman's Point's, good. I'm going to slot him in at number two, and we don't care about Team Sweden. And talking Team Canada. And Tampa has oh, a yeah. bunch of rock stars, too. Yeah. And he's the second best guy. I, Braden Point is probably one of the better underrated hockey players in the league. Yeah. He is not scared to go into the corners. He's fast and so skilled. In the words of Sean Avery, he makes crispy passes. I 
hate that. Crispy <laughs> passes. You guys must not follow yeah. him. Anyways, uh, and he's a goal scorer. You know, how, how many yeah. how many goals has he got in the playoffs? 18? Yeah, 19. It's, it's crazy. Like, What does he have? He had seven straight. He, he pull it up. Seven straight right now. We're going to get Braden on the show here, and we're going to have a little <laughs> chat with him. Yeah, we know a guy. I'm Figure on the Braden. I'm on the Braden bandwagon. He's, so he's a stud, though. Final he's stats. So good. And while and while Turner does that, yep. Troy's gonna fire off a quick Molson ad read. Troy, read the top one, would you? Meet new Vizzy Hard Seltzer with 100 calories per 355 milliliters. This variety pack has something for everyone to enjoy, including pineapple mango, blueberry pomegranate, strawberry kiwi, and black cherry lime. All flavor flavors available in the new Molson Vizzy Hard Seltzer. Alrighty, that was perfect, Troy. Uh, Rip, what is the answer? Okay, Braden Point, 15 games played this playoffs. He's got 12 goals and four assists. I was way off. It's said 19. I, figured, I thought it was No, 19. but I think what you're talking about is last year's playoff I'll and this year's playoff. It's something like, I heard that uh, too. Yeah. I'll carry over here. Okay, in 59 uh, career playoff games, he's got 34 goals and 32 assists wow. for 66 points. Yeah. And he's all of Dude, what, 20? He's 5'10", 183 pounds at 25 years old. 25. Nice one, T-Daddy. Had a boy. Got it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna back backpack off that one. Ma- backtrack. Matt Bar- back no backtrack. backpack. Matt Barzell. The he, mountains. He gets people carve him. He had trouble with that, didn't he? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he <laughs> meant he meant to say piggyback, <laughs> but piggyback. Oh. There it is. Piggyback. <laughs> Sound. <laughs> Sound. Turn your brain on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Matt Barzell gets carved too for being very overrated. Do you guys think that? No, because he should have been an Edmonton Oiler. <laughs> Well, they were should have been a Boston Bruins. They, they were the same kind of colors. God, I wish we had Matt so Barzell. many people. Barzell's say nasty. He's so good. People say he's so overrated. No, no, because he doesn't put up points. No, that's Trotsy's system. Yeah, and this series is just a classic case for who can like it's defense versus offense right now. And it's funny yeah. if you pull when you can. Yeah, exactly. If you pulled ten people, and you asked them to name five Islanders, nine of them can't do it. It's crazy. I actually, if I totally forgot that they had. Uh, Travis Zajac on the team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Paul Mary. Oh, that last game. How about uh, that save right at the end of the game? Ryan Pulak. Yeah. Wow. That was Former nuts. Brandon Weeking. Yeah. He was a stud, too. Uh, boys, what else here before we send to Well, we got a couple quick notes. We got to do a little, base, blah, 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 little no, baseball. No, let's cut champion. the baseball. Let's go to Riders. Since we do well, that was what I was going to do next. We, we have a number coming. We have a call coming here to wait here. So okay. let's do uh, let's do Riders, though. And you start us off. Well, we're back. Football insider. We're back. I'm not no football insider. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> no. So July 11th, uh, Saskatchewan, the COVID restrictions are being lifted. The training camp's going to fire up. August 5th, I believe, is the first home game. Sounds right. Uh, he was talking to a friend of the show, head coach Craig Dickinson. He's fired up to be back. He's going to be back July 1st. Um, I'm going to try and get him back on the show, actually. he's a, like He listens all the time. He well, I, think, I think we want to do one at the stadium. And I don't think it'll be a problem. I really don't. Sure. Because I know Craig had told show? us before. Halftime show? Here's really? off the hosel at halftime show. And then everyone's doing the cheerleaders and we're out there doing a podcast. That would be the wiener dogs racing. One of the two. <laughs> or no, our luck. Our luck. They were doing, like, we're doing a podcast and then the, they're throwing the football the thing. <laughs> with the cannon going off. What did you say? What did you say? Can't hear what you're saying. Oh, or when they got the kickers like practicing in between yeah. quarters. <laughs> I saw. Coach? All right in the melon. Cody Fajardo's <laughs> all pumped because he knows the Carnival Dog's coming back. Um, I don't know if you guys seen today's news. Chad Jeter retired. And he's going to the military. He is going to yeah. the United States Air Force. So good luck, Close. Chad. Um, 
on your future endeavors. But no, football's back. Quick question for you guys. Yes, no answer. 33,000 people in the stadium. Yes, we're going. Yep. Okay, didn't have to ask it. Boom, done. Hell country. Absolutely. Boom, roasted. Boom, <laughs> roasted. <laughs> um, Is that it? Football talk. Yeah, well, we, we'll talk about more of that in the future when, when training camp. Oh, I'm up, excited. Right? Uh, we are going to have Paul Waldy on, former yep. rider, former Alouette. Uh, he's going to come in the studio, do a podcast with us. So, Rider Nation, listen up. Rip, anything else? Uh, no, we're not going to talk about baseball. So, Yeah, we are, real quick. Blue Jays. Six lost, run ninth inning. Blue Jays lost three out of four to Baltimore. <laughs> Terrible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a Baltimore fan, I think. No. Blue Jays need help in their bullpen. That's they, worse than being an Oilers fan. Oh. Them's are fighting words. Uh, <laughs> no, Blue Jays. Boom, roasted. <laughs> yeah, boom, roasted. Blue Jays need help in the bullpen. Um, oh, my God. They're so bad. Thornton not doing it? No. Oh, Thornton's the worst no, one? No, he's. Well, yeah, I know. They. <laughs> They need help in the bullpen, and they yeah. are going to address it. Um, my Red Sox, they're doing my Red Sox type of things. They're winning oh. some, losing some. Yankees, they're doing meh. Tampa Bay is having a phenomenal year. Yeah, They're Amazing. first in the AL, I believe. I know they're first in the AL East. I believe they're first in the American League. Uh-huh. Uh, in the American League? I'm going I'm to show you up right now. Hold on Kay. a sec, then. Hold on we a sec. We have to hurry this up, though. Drew, cut an ad because I'm going to think about this real quick. We have to hurry this up. Go rip. I get 30 seconds here. Right now? Yeah, go. Boston's up half a game on Tampa first in the AL East. Look at that. Shows what kind of fan I am. Now I got to just fact check this <laughs> while you guys keep talking. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know enough. You don't oh, know actually, I have a slow pitch game on Thursday, boys. <laughs> Big game. I'm, wow. back, I'm back in the lineup. Sick. Yeah, I can't wait to hit a home run. You playing home, You playing Rover or what? I, w- I hope I play bench. <laughs> Drink. Um, so this past weekend, the Jays, the Jays were down, I want to say 7-2, going in the ninth. They scored six runs in the ninth inning. Yeah. They just about did it again yesterday. Yeah. Vladdy's the best guy in MLB right now. Hottest bat in MLB. I'll hey, say that. He's, in the, he's in the running for the Triple Crown this year. Yeah. Do you know what that means, Drew? Get a hat? A crown? Three hats on it? I don't know. <laughs> fuck. fuck. Uh, no. Hey, but I, I know how to say it. Turner told me. Is it, is it Bichette? Right? Hey, Bichette. there we go. It's not. But, but, but I heard boo. Greg Zahn today said Bouchette, so I'm not the only guy. And that's why Greg Zahn doesn't work for Sportsnet anymore. <laughs> it's not the only reason. <laughs> Boom roasted. Boom roasted. <laughs> okay, I think this is it for the for the intro today. We have a great guest on as he's calling right now, and we'll gas this call, but we'll call him back. He's from Dorchester, Massachusetts. Another Massachusetts boy. Hockey player in the NHL. Good golfer. Played at Boston College. An all-around funny guy. Run. He's on a podcast as well. Uh, Jimmy Hayes. Boys, quickly give us one point here before we send over to Jimmy Hayes. Rip. One point. Yeah. On Jimmy. I don't know Jimmy Hayes. He's a former NHLer. Now he's a avid golfer. Bang, Troy. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. This podcast will be a ride. Uh, Jimmy scoops. They call him Broadway. Jimmy Hayes. Hope you guys enjoy it. Off the Hustle is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. 
Cutter and Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter and Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter and Buck on all their social media platforms. All right, we have another guest on today from Massachusetts area. He's born in Dorchester, Mass, drafted in the second round to the Toronto Maple Leafs. In the 2008 draft, he played in 334 NHL games with the Blackhawks, Panthers, Bruins, and finished with the Devils. Now he's one of three hosts in the Missing Curfew podcast. It's a beauty. And he's an absolute beauty. We are pleased to have on Jimmy Scoops, Broadway Hazy. Hey, oh, boy. The, the, the man of, hey, a man of a million nicknames, I like to say. And I like how you got 334 games there, but you got to add in like 100 healthy scratches because like the new CBA, <laughs> those, are, those count as games played toward the pension. So that's fucking huge, boys. 100 hot dogs. 100 oh, popcorn and fucking Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> well, this is a good intro already. We're, we're pumped. We're buzzing here. There's uh, all the boys here. Jimmy Hayes. I'm going to call you Hazy. And I did this to polls too. I said, you know, I'm calling you Hazy because we're best buds now. Best uh, buds. We've been talking for a couple of weeks now. Been blowing your phone up. Uh, one, we're really excited you're here. But uh, first off, walk us through what's new with you, man. What's going on? What's new in your life? Um, I just had my second kid, Mac. He's uh, about five weeks old. And, you know, I just been, uh, doing this podcast grind with you guys it's been a lot of fun it keeps us uh scotty upshaw and shane o'brien us keeps us involved in the game we love to talk hockey lifestyle and we like to tell a couple of good stories about missing curfew and that's the name of our podcast and you know we just got back from vegas and we had some fun time there so i gotta just ask how is vegas right now with covid and everything and i mean everything's kind of being opened up right south of the border especially don't make me cry how how how, how is vegas Vegas is uh, what we like to call a green light, full throttle, ready to rock, sold out clubs. We got David Guetta, Tyga, chain smokers all performing at these places. So Vegas is back, baby. Oh, I love good to that. hear. Good to hear. And yeah. their rink is insane. Their rink, that, that hockey, like watching it on TV, doesn't do it justice. Like being there, they make it feel like it's like a party. It's unbelievable there. Yeah. Uh, one of my dad's good buddies, he's an assistant coach for Henderson, their AHL game or AHL team. Dude, and he's yeah. sending us videos and he's, he doesn't sit in the box because he likes to go sit in the stands and drink. Fuck. <laughs> the videos that he sends us, it's, it's a joke. Oh, it's nuts. We actually got dialed in, uh, in that MGM grand uh, suite. It yeah. looks like it's, it's one suite, but it's like six nice. sections of a suite. It's massive and they got their own bars in there. It's, it's insane. Like, I, I couldn't believe. Like the atmosphere there. It's, it's got to be the best rink in the NHL. They got poker and blackjack set up there too? <laughs> I didn't see that, thank God. I didn't, I didn't need to see that. I was playing roulette. I think I have roulette figured out, but that's for another story. Play the bottom six, 30 to 36. That's your numbers right there. I was just rolling black, straight black. And I sit there, oh, and God. if I got four reds in a row, hammer black, hammer black. <laughs> yeah, but that's only two to one odds. You need to get your yeah, three to one odds, right? Yeah, you got a 33 to one odds, but... I was, I, was getting, uh, I was adding some decent change on those spins. So Yeah, when you play that kind of money, you play quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like 40 bucks at the old CR doesn't go too far. So. <laughs> All right, Hazy. Uh, as we always do on this podcast, we backtrack things. Um, you know, first, and I'm going to do my Boston accent here. Walk us through growing up in Dorchester, Massachusetts. Uh, what was a young Jimmy Hayes doing in Dorchester? How good was that, by the uh, way? Oh, that was being for the beer. The beer is unreal. Like, oh, like that's Boston accent right there. That's a beer, <laughs> a beer and a beer. Kevin Shankirk never knew if I was talking about a grizzly beer or a Bud Light beer. He's like, it's the same fucking thing. 
but growing up in Dorchester was, it was awesome. Like it's just a, it's an inner city kid playing lots of street hockey, you know, putting the street hockey nets in the middle of the street. Cars here, move the, move the car, uh, the nets over and play on all that type of stuff. But this is a golf podcast and I never really got into golf though, being from the inner city till I was in college and all my buddies were playing. So I suck. <laughs> That's not true. We watched you on Chicklets in the Sandbender, and you and Timmy Stapes, good friend of ours, you guys, you guys bodied those boys. Except that one putt. Yeah. That one putt. Yeah, but I was getting, well, you, that's where Witt was going nuts. I was putting birdie for like seven feet. I'd blow it by to like 10 feet and then hit the par putt four three. He'd be like, fucking kidding me. He was giving me like 14 <laughs> shots. Suck it. And, and you have a head cover that's what it was, it Maui, your dog? Oh, that's my dog, Maui. Oh, yeah. And I just got a new driver, so Maui went right back on the new driver, and, and I'm striping it now, boys. What are you, what are you using for a driver? Uh, the Ping 425. No free ads. No free ads. <laughs> no We're a tailor-made podcast. We're a tailor-made athlete. All right. Uh, we can check that. Check that. Tailor-made. Simmax 2. That a boy, Jimmy. <laughs> All right. Get the Simmax 2. Send it to my house. I'll start swinging that. <laughs> well, if yeah, it's free, we'll it's for me, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Jimmy, you played the National national development team um walk us through and our listeners that experience and, and you know the impact it had on your development as a player um the u.s national development team it was an awesome experience for me i actually turned it down my first year because I, I was in uh, prep school here wasn't really ready to go and then the second year i was like all right i kind of want to do this and the under 18 team the whole national development program it's just it kind of speaks for itself the, the players they're developing they have been doing it since forever. Like that, it's just one of the best programs to have that in USA hockey. I think it's huge. I'm shocked Canada doesn't have a team like that. And it just goes like, I think the U S is starting to develop some serious players and they're going college. And that's yeah. a huge thing for the national development team. Not many guys are going major junior. They're all going to college. Yeah, it's true. And, yeah. I actually don't know why they don't have a team here. You know, Rip? No clue. I don't know why Maybe we'll have. start one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Troop so city. So after the national development team, you went on to play for Boston College. I mean, how was that? What's it like playing for Jerry York? Jerry York. Jerry that day yelling all day. If he was your coach. <laughs> he was his coach. Uh, yeah, he was my coach. He's still there. But um, really, Boston College, that was that was like a dream for me. That was um, actually took a little bit of heat being from the inner city, not going to BU. But oh, yeah. I showed up to BC, get on the campus. And, you know, it's just one of those campuses. They got all the sports there, beautiful girls. And, you know, we just, uh, I had a lot of buddies there. There were 17 of us from Massachusetts on the team and winning a national championship with them was one of the best, uh, one of the best hockey moments I ever had. But to be honest, winning the bean pot because we had so many Boston kids was probably a better night out for us when we were at school. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So like, was Harvard ever in your uh, deck of cards? <laughs> this is kind of funny. So I know Teddy Donato really well and, Harvard was in the deck of cards until they got my SAT score. And then he looked at me and was like, are you willing to retake the test? And I was like, it ain't happening, Teddy. He's like, well, maybe if I can find a kid that has a perfect score, we can get you in. I was like, I don't think that's happening, Teddy. So Harvard got crossed off pretty quick. So from day one, you were like, I'm going to go to BC. Like you didn't even think about going to BU at all or. No, it was the, the ultimate final three was it was BC, BU, and then UNH. The UNH was a school I considered just because the way they oh. play, they like to play the high offense game. And yeah. that's what I, that's what I loved when I was in college. Too bad I couldn't carry that over to the NHL, still be playing. <laughs> okay. Hazy, I want to talk about the one, the one year you play with Kevin, your brother at BC. You know, what was that like playing with your bro? I mean, I mean, you guys must have had a lot of fun there. That, that was unbelievable. That was actually like the first 
legit time we actually played together. We played with each other when he was little. He was so nasty that he could play up two or three years and play with us. Yeah. And then I missed him in high school because I left for the Nassau Development team. But my little brother actually, uh, he got hurt his freshman year. So he missed the majority of the season. But then Chris Kreider got hurt in the playoffs. So my brother filled in, played center on a line. And it was uh, the Hockey East tournament. And I dished one uh, him in the slot. And the, he scored. And then that's Hayes from Hayes at like 13.03 of the third period. And my dad fucking lives it up. He loves that story. So it was a, that was the one time we connected. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. So fast forward, you get drafted, I believe, 60th overall. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, 60th, but I got traded for the 43rd pick. So we, maybe we can say I went 43rd. Okay, well, <laughs> you better take that up with Wikipedia because uh, the, the Maple Leafs, they draft you. Never played a game with them. First, what was, you know, like, what was that like? Getting drafted Leafs, not playing for them. And then... Uh, no, know, no, he, he was just like Eric Lindros. Didn't put the jersey on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... It was, it was amazing. Like, obviously it was a year that I was projected to go pretty high. I had a pretty brutal draft year. So I, uh, I fell in the second round and then getting drafted by Toronto was such a cool experience. Just being a part of that organization, even though it was so brief, I got to go to two of those summer um, camps they had. No, got to experience like the hockey, like the whole hockey atmosphere in Toronto. And then it's, I mean, it's crazy. It's middle of July and Matt Sundin's on the cover of the newspaper and he's in Sweden. But the main reason I got traded, Brian Burke told me, that was the year they traded um, Phil Kessel, and they had no draft picks. And my brother had just went in the first round the night before to the Blackhawks. Mm -hmm. So the next morning, the Blackhawks traded for me. Oh, so pop question. Who was the number one overall draft pick the year you were drafted? Um, Steven Stamkos, right? You got it. Okay, just check. Just check. Well, you were there, right? Yeah, I watched them. You fucking fall asleep or what? I hope you did. <laughs> I would say I was sleeping by the second round because I thought I was going. I was just kept slouching back in my chair. Did you go like, for oh, the first round then. There we go. Did you go for the first round? Was that back then? Or did they- oh yeah, I sat there the whole time, and then when once the second round started, I got to like pick forty-five, and I looked at my dad. I was like, just sweating. This, this better happen soon here, Dad. Okay, I want to ask like, what's it? I mean, we have a few buddies that play in the show and like have been drafted and been through that scenario, but they're kind of fresh into the game. What's it like, you know, for you? I mean, you're sitting there, you're watching everyone go on from Boston College, and you're like, nope, nope, not me again. <laughs> What's that experience like? It, it's, it's a, the one thing, like, because you're a young kid, you're, you know, 18, you're pretty immature. It's, it's yeah. a hit to your ego, like, because, like, I was, I was pretty hyped up. So you're looking forward to, you want to go in the first round, you want to be able to walk across the stage and shake the GM's hand, shake Gary Bettman's hand. It's just something you dream of doing when you're watching every draft. But once you get to those camps, you notice real quickly, they don't give a shit where you're drafted. So that's why I try to tell these kids from around here, you know, you get drafted, you still, it's, yeah, it's cool. Like it's an ego thing. You can go pump your chest around, but I don't think Patrick Kane, when I showed up to Chicago, could give two shits less where I was drafted. I don't think he gets fuck about anybody actually. Yeah. (laughs) It it worked real well for Neil Yakupov. That's all I'm going to say. (laughs) That was a good pick by Edmonton. Cut your face. (laughs) <laughs> still to this day they've done well drafting they just get layups with mcdavid then they dry sidle then they've done well after that yeah but no they haven't <laughs> we need they a goalie. 
they mean? can't develop. No. Oh, yeah. Well, this is an Oilers podcast, sorry, so we'll jump on from sorry, that. Sorry. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> the, the Blackhawks. Uh, you know, I I, I want to know what was it like playing with Kane, and you just mentioned you don't care about he doesn't care about nobody. Taze, Keith. No, I know. meant he didn't. I, I meant he yeah, didn't yeah. care about where you're yeah. getting drafted. He's he's yeah. actually one of the most <laughs> generous guys. He was he was unbelievable to me. That was one of the coolest experiences for me to be able to hang out with him. Uh, and you know, he took me right under his wing. He was one of those guys, every time I went to dinner, picked up the tab. So he never let a rookie pay for a dinner. That was just because that's how he was treated. And then I remember wow. my first game, I put like a thousand bucks up on the board. We win. And I'm like, oh shit, like I'm fucking playing the minors, like making league minimum here. And Jonathan Taze walks right up to me. He's like, don't worry about it, kid. I got that for you. So I was like, oh, this wow. is awesome. But just being around like Marion Hosa and Duncan Keith and Seabrook, those guys, it's just, it's so crazy to see they're, they're the best players in the world and they work so hard. Like that's the one thing I've noticed that these best players are the most competitive guys in the world. makes me question my game at times. Maybe I should have been a little more competitive, but, but these guys, that's the coolest thing about them. And they're there to help you and they guide you through the whole thing. And Patrick Kane was probably a great influence on me to how to be a professional and have a good time at the same time. So then you play some time in Florida. Now this is going to sound funny, but how was it playing in pre-COVID cat pre-COVID conditions in Florida? If you, you know what I'm talking about, fan base wise, there's nobody in the stadium. Like yeah, it's going from a place like it, Chicago to Florida. It's got to be a huge game changer. It, it sure was. In Florida, we were out of the playoffs like in February that one year, and just going from like the madhouse on Madison down the, the BB&T at sunrise it, it almost feels like sometimes like when the Canadian teams come down and Boston comes down it's like an away game because they just bring their whole fans but it, Florida's like when they start winning you put a winning product there like you guys probably saw in the playoffs yeah, Th- there's fans there like they're there to support the team but it's tough to support a team like you've seen in Buffalo when your team's struggling yeah so I, I think Florida Florida gets a bad rep I think they honestly have the rink in a bad location I think they put it somewhere closer to Fort Lauderdale, Miami, they'd probably get more fans. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's almost like their ball team too. Like I've been down to Tampa Bay and I seen the the Rays play there and like their stadium is just in, shouldn't be there. Like it's just so far yeah. away from everything, you know? And that's why they draw 5,700 people, you know, for a damn near first place ball team, you know? Yeah. It's, it's nuts. Cause it's, they, in Florida has, they have an entertaining team like that. That that playoff series was Sick. that was probably the best series yeah, to watch. And then, but oh, Barkov, that kid, he was uh, rookie year when I was there, so you could see it right there and then how nasty this kid was going to be. Yeah, well, a kid that we got to watch play in town here in Regina, a good friend of Drew's, he plays in Florida, and yeah, he did. Yeah, now he's in Arizona now. Arizona, but yeah, Dryden Hunt, he was he was there too. He was a a, a late signing, I guess you'd say. But yeah, good yeah. player too, and, and he loved it down there because he golf. Yeah, in, in the morning situations. Yeah, yeah golf in the I, morning. I, Hockey. I've heard Sam Bennett. Uh, he, well, I love playing in Calgary because I got a great fan base. But I think he couldn't believe that Florida was the NHL. Like that's when you're going to a team that's winning, playing in the playoffs, and yeah, you can have a you don't you don't have any bad days in Florida because if you have a bad day, you just go sit by the pool and crack a six pack of Corona, and you're gonna be pretty happy. That's yeah. why I haven't figured out why the NHL hasn't expanded to the San Diego. Every day is beautiful. That would be a great city, wouldn't it? Like it's it's perfect weather, three sixty five. But it's, it's probably – I don't know the answer to that, but it has to be probably something with Anaheim being so close. Because remember they were trying to go back to Montreal? Like the, the Canadians didn't want a team in Quebec City because, like, it would take away. But I don't know the rule on that. But San Diego is a city that would 
what's an awesome minor league city to play but, in. But you're right. I mean, Anaheim's an hour and a half. LA's two hours one way. I mean, San Jose's not far. So I mean, you got three, you know, yeah. pockets right there. That's probably why. But maybe yeah, I'll but talk to Bettman and so, tell him to start looking for expansion in San Diego. So no, we want to hear. We have, we have Hazy, we have O'Brien, we have Upshaw, and then they'll just get us and there. We'll you know kick us some cash and we'll get a team. We're good to go. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna need a lot more capital than that, boys. <laughs> so you got to play with the legend Yamir Yager. Like, how big of a oh. rock star is that guy? He, he, he is he is what like what, one of the coolest guys I've ever played with. This guy, I I'm not surprised he's still playing. Like, he loves hockey. He was he'd be the first guy at the rink. He has like his little uh, what do you call those? The Under Armour shorts on, hockey skates on, ankles around his knees, uh, ankle uh, ankle ankle weights. Walk around the locker room with stick and gloves, and he would shoot like a ten-pound medicine ball off the wall before the game, just to make sure his stick was nice and strong. Oh my god! This guy—he was a legend. I, one of my biggest regrets was I think I told the boys he was after a Tuesday game, and he looked at me. He was like, "Hey, Broadway, you want to go to South Beach?" I was like, Ugh, "Not tonight," but like I, I can't go. He was like, "Come on, Broadway, you come to South Beach with me." And I turned down a South Beach trip with the Army Argus. So I, oh. I got to live with that. So you just mentioned your nickname now, Broadway. Where'd you get that one from? I got that uh, my, my second year in Rockford. We used to do a five on old drill. And then I would, come, I was supposed to be shooting the puck. I was supposed to be shooting the puck from the wall. And every time I would just take it to come right down the middle and just take a clapper from like the hash marks. So Brett McLean started calling me Broadway. And then it like, it just kind of like stuck around, like joking around. And then I got traded to Florida and they come and ask me my nickname. I'm just like, oh, it's hazy. And then three months later, Brandon Perry gets traded, walks into the locker room. It's like, what's up, Broadway? And like Thornton and the equipment just heard it. They're like, what do you call you? And then they made it oh, stick. And then I had a pretty good time off the ice. So then Broadway stuck pretty good. It was like, are we getting Broadway out tonight or is Jimmy coming out tonight? <laughs> That's good. I mean, I mean, you sound like the guy that I yell at at, at hockey practice now. The guy that's not doing the drill correctly. Oh, You're Broadway. I, was, I, I would love to. I just did it on purpose too. Just get the goalie pissed and the coach pissed. It was awesome. The five on zero drill. What do you want? Five on zero. It's supposed to be a shot from like outside the dot. I just cut right to the middle. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Boston here quickly before we go into some golf talk. Uh, you play you play in Boston, only forty minutes from your hometown in Dorchester. Uh, what was it like playing there? Yeah, and also the Winter Classic. Walk us through that. Uh, playing in Boston was. I think it was a, a little bit of a love hate with uh, the fans. I think being yeah. a local kid, yeah. my first year, I had a decent year my first year. And then my second year was disastrous. So being from Boston, walking around the city could have been got abused a little bit, but you know, that comes with not playing well, but being able to play in that winter classic at Gillette was probably one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. I got to play an outdoor game in college at Fenway, nice. which was a, an amazing experience for me and then to go to Gillette and have that 80,000 people and the way like the Bruins do it and the NHL does it they let like your family be a part of the whole process yeah. so it was it was a really special moment just to be able to get yourself in the Gillette being a huge Patriots fan I, I remember I was fanboying trying to find Tom Brady because I knew he was there the one day but I didn't get to run in for Giselle <laughs> that would have been a bonus if she was there <laughs> did you try and shoot a puck over the green the green wall green monster it was called no, I, the green monster i i wouldn't have been able to do it the rink was a little, oh, a little too okay. far away but and i was in college i was such a chicken shit in college maybe a little slap pass you rip one my buddy dave rosofsky who played on bu he scored a sick goal against us and he did the 
turned around, looked at the green monster, did a baseball swing toward the big monster. I was like, <laughs> yeah. man, I had to give him props for it. It was a pretty wow. good celebration. So while we're talking about Boston, I do have a quick question. Taylor Hall's a free agent. He just got engaged. Is he re-signing with Boston? Yes or no? Um, or is he missing curfew? <laughs> no, I think, I think he, I think he will sign Boston. I, I, I think that's the the right move for Taylor Hall because he fits in there well. I hope they can find a way to get Krejci back for him because those two together were yeah. unbelievable played, and played real well down the stretch. Too. And it was just like a lot of fun. Like I'm still a Boston Bruins. So even though I got bought out playing in Boston, a lot of people think like I don't like the Bruins. Like I have a ton of buddies still on the team. Um, it's over with. It was fucking four years ago. Yeah. So like, I was rooting for him. Played with Halsey in New Jersey. I hope he stays in Boston. I think that's the right move for him because, uh, you know, he's got those – even though he's uh, the, one of the best players in the league, he still has those bigger names than him there. And I think that takes a lot of pressure off him. He can just kind of play his game and do what he did. I think he was – I thought he was great for Boston. I hope he resigns in Boston. Jack Eichel, is he going to be traded? Yes, 100%. Where is he going? Where is he going? I, I mean, I started a rumor last year he was going to the Rangers, so I might start that one back up. But I'm hearing L.A. – is big in the mix. Then there was some crazy rumors. Calgary was in the mix, but I just don't know because I think this is he has the the no movement clause hasn't kicked in yet for him. Yeah. So I think that he's kind of yeah. I think Buffalo kind of has the upper hand right now. But I, I don't know if a team is going to trade for a guy that doesn't want to be there. But I think it'll be a big market like uh, L.A., the Rangers, and then Anaheim's the other team I'm hearing. So. Those are three teams I would, I would be shocked if he wouldn't go there. Edmonton, maybe. Can't afford him. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> all we do is get just, forwards. We have no defensive goals. So. No, just, you'll get another first-round pick and take a goalie. Yeah, take another <laughs> Russian that <laughs> serving burgers at E&W. God. All right, Hazy, oh. let's rip into some golf talk here. We got some golf questions and whatnot, and then we'll go into a, a segment called Questions from the Gallery. And then we'll uh, get some stories from you. But first, uh, how much are you playing these days? You know, Foles mentions he plays a lot to golf with you. Uh, where's the home track for you? Uh, Walston Country Club, same track as Foles. Um, I was starting to play a little bit. I probably play like two or three times a week and then try to hit the range the other days. But having two kids right now is kind of kind of takes away from playing. So if I get a couple hours, I'll go hit the range. And I actually played this weekend at Pocasset, of course, down the Cape and Shot at 80, 82, so that's a good score for me. So I'm, I'm right. pretty jacked up with an 82. So have the new awesome. driver out, striping. Well, if you had Taylor made, you'd be probably shooting 72. But, I mean, I mean yeah, I'm, hey, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm willing to try anything. Sounds like Jimmy and I could golf together. That's my kind of scoring. So, yeah. Yeah, have fun. You got to have fun. But my rule is you don't slow the group down, and then you don't critique all your bad shots. Hey, you're not good enough to be mad. That's what I was always <laughs> That's what, exactly what I say. I'm not good enough to get mad. No, and, and, and I mean, Jimmy, I'm sure you're just like me. You, there's that one shot of your round that makes you want to go back out the next day. Right? Oh, or freaking. You could shoot 82, fucking golf. but, you know, hold out from 35 yards, and you're like, yep, that's why I like this game. I'm coming back tomorrow, you know? There's nothing better than, like, making a triple and then, like, birdie in the next hole, and you're just like, I'm back, boys. I'm back. I love this game. This is the best game in the world. I'm, I'm, I'm playing. I'm, I'm at like a 48 at the turn, but I love this game. Let's <laughs> ride the wave here. Let's ride the wave. <laughs> Hazy, uh, Foles sent me a video today of you putting. He wanted me to ask you about your putting. Uh, you had about 15 feet for birdie, and you ended up having a lot coming back. Walk us through your putting game. I'm known as Jimmy Three Putt. 
we had we had Max Homer on on the podcast, and I was just like kind of asking, I'm like, hey, asking for a friend, how do you fix your putting? And he was just like, man, you, I don't know how to fix three putts. Like this is like I am so bad at putting. The way, the thing I've noticed, the faster the greens, the better for me because I leave everything short. So the faster they are, the better. So I need Wally to maybe cut those greens down a little bit. Get them rolling. What was your nickname you said? Jimmy Three Putts. Jimmy Three Putts. You know what they call me here? Three Putt Troy. <laughs> I'm not even making that up. Three Putt Troy. Is, yeah, we, we should definitely golf together, Jimmy. If I have to if I have a lag putt, it's 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 not good, boys. Like, like you, good. you hit a shot in a par four, you're like 180 out. You hit it on the green to like 25 feet. You're like, nice bogey, boys. Thanks. Five. Oh, I, I've, I've driven greens before and made bogeys. Oh, Jimmy, we got to talk. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. I've, I've done everything. I've gone to the claw, gone to left hand on the bottom, left hand on the top. It's, it's I, I, don't, I don't know what to do anymore. Oh, eyes closed. Seven oh, eyes. I'm, I'm doing this new thing. Like I used to have like the, the forearms, like kind of like touching it and I was like too handsy. So now I'm getting like a little bit of a wider elbow grip I, I don't know it worked the other day so <laughs> we'll see we'll see the next round yeah you see me walk around carrying suitcases <laughs> oh he's going to putt <laughs> just, oh, don't, just, don't, just don't just <laughs> don't pencil grip for that too it looked really oh. weird oh i can't I, it's so bad i i, I don't even, i put the fat grip on my putter too thinking that's gonna help so maybe that'll help who knows okay hazy i got one more golf on here and i'm sure these boys will jump in uh rip and i have watched it lots uh obviously we had stapes on we stayed in contact with him but you two, you and Stapleton put a beat down on Wit Dog and Biz. Uh, walk us through the sandbagger, and you guys were on fire. Yeah, well, it didn't help Wit that uh, Biz was on, I think he was on a little bit of mushroom. So I think he, I, I think he was, I, I don't think he should have been playing, but it was Stapes and I, Stapes had plays at like a nine handicap. I was playing at like a 12 or 13 at the time. So I was getting tons of shots, and we were just, we just kept the ball in play all day and it was basically two on one. And we, we closed them out on hole like 12 or something. Wit was not happy. The next day I played wit again in the same course. He was giving me 13 shots. He cut it down to nine. I was like, how does this work? There's a handicap system for a reason. So then he beat my ass the next day and got all his money back. Well, the reason why I asked that is because you say that your putting isn't very good, but you made everything that day. You yeah, made because the greens were fast. The greens the were fast. We're playing out of, we're playing at a PGA course. The greens are rolling, boys. And Maui was working too. Maui, Maui, Maui was striking. Maui was in business that day. <laughs> Troy, rip any golf questions for Jimmy here? I got a whole bunch, but they're all for the segment. Okay, That's well then I'm let's go to my on. next question here. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, before we go into your podcast, and we want to talk about that, uh, you must have a good story or two, you know, with your bro, uh, Wit, Yans, even Ross. Uh, you must have a gooder here for the boys. So. I got a good one with my brother um, and we got a, a bunch of guys. We call it national Kevin Hayes day. It's uh, right before July 4th every year. And we go down to Hyannis on the Cape and we, we play this par three course, 18 holes, par three. And we got about 16 guys, two years in a row. We had Dumoulin was there. He won the cup two years in a row. So we got the Stanley cup champ there. The guy loves it. We get like the four o'clock tea time. So no one's behind us or whatever. And I'll just put it this way by hole. 16 there's 16 guys on a tee box and shirts are optional sometimes sometimes a shot oh, is optional and it is and we had 16 guys just playing in the last three holes and the guy comes out and we thought he was going to scream at us he's like you guys are having so much fun we just i gotta sit here and watch this with you guys so it was just we have that unbelievable day in the part three course that's awesome 
All right, I'm going to ask oh, you yeah. the, pod, the podcast here, uh, Jimmy. Let's talk about missing curfew. You know, your co-host, obviously, with Shane O'Brien and Scotty Upshaw, Man Rocket. Um, <laughs> how did that all come about? And, you know, what do you guys enjoy? I mean, obviously, you're enjoying it. Um, you know, walk us through your experience thus far. And also, you know, what's one, maybe one thing that's really hard for your, you know, yourself and then the boys doing a podcast? Um, it all came about, actually. We were, Shane and I were at, uh, at a Christmas party in New York at uh i think it was up and down and we're sitting there we're just shooting the shit and he was like hey you got any interest in doing a podcast with me and uppy i was like 100 percent. let's let's try to figure this out and then we were getting ready to do it and then covid hit so then i was like uh we we're gonna go with the athletic at the time and there was no hockey so like whatever and then once hockey got announced back we did like a kind of um a demo for them and they 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 liked it but they kind of wanted to control yeah, I, I don't know the exact details. I kind of wanted to control what we were going to say. And we're like, that's not going to really work for the brand we're trying to build and what we want to talk about. Players. Yeah. So then we got uh, sent to Kevin Conley. Kevin Conley was with Action Park Media and he set us up, but it was, it was awesome. And he, he led us the way, he showed us how to do this whole podcasting thing. And, you know, the one thing that we're adjusting with, and we have so much fun talking hockey and like with you guys, it's kind of, they're, they're together in the West Coast and I'm here. Yeah. So trying to get the zooms and figuring out like, you know, that's, that can be tough at times, but we're having, a, it's, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, it keeps us in the game. We love chat and we bring up some funny stories. we got some great guests on there. It's, 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 it's I love it. It's just being able to talk hockey. It's, it's so easy and it's, it's just funny. Enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, I enjoy the podcast and I have questions for your podcast and the questions from the gallery part of things. Uh, but last one here, Jimmy, before we go into that segment, uh, we do this question with a lot of guys that are, you know, the celebrity guys, check mark the pro athletes. Um, walk us through, you know, some experience for a young listener today on, on what it takes to be, you know, whether it's a pro hockey player, pro golfer, pro athlete. Just uh, give some piece of advice for the young guys Doctor. and girls. But Doctor, yeah. did you just call? Did you just call me a celebrity? Not a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like, I'll take it. That's a compliment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride that. I'm gonna go tell my wife that she called me a celebrity. Just remember, we want a signed jersey. <laughs> no, I, I, we got some of those. I could think I can find one of those. I used to have the best quit manager, Frost. He would send me home with a bunch of jersey. I'll take some. But, <laughs> but to, to answer your question, like I think the biggest piece of advice to, to give these kids these days is, I think they got to realize how hard it is. I think kids. Some kids want it easy and, and you, you got to fail a little bit to succeed. Yeah. And I think they got to go and realize how hard these pro athletes is. It's so hard to make it to the NHL and it could be like cliche. I just think hard work, determination, and like the, the dedication, you got to dedicate yourself to your practice. You got to make a decision. Do you want to be a professional athlete or not? And enjoying the grind. I think the biggest thing is enjoying the grind. It's, it's hard. You got to be in shape. It's hard to play in the NHL. Yeah. It's hard. And I think that's the new NHL. These young guys are all in tip top shape. So if I was a young kid, I would just be working on my fitness and my conditioning and my skills. Cause that's, that's what it's going to take to get to the NHL these days. Yeah. I, I could have used you about 15 years ago. Thanks Jimmy. For <laughs> but uh, okay. Off to our segment called questions from the gallery sponsored by Molson Coors, busy heart seltzer, meet new busy heart seltzer with hundred calories per 355 milliliters. This variety pack has something for everyone to enjoy, including pineapple mango, blueberry pomegranate, strawberry kiwi, and black cherry lime flavors. Choose Molson today. Please try safely all the time. All right, boys, I'll let you guys go first here with 
That's so funny. That was good. Okay, thanks. Questions, good. questions, uh, Troy and Rip. Uh, you guys go first. I've been talking for a while here. Number one, I ask this to every guest ultimate golf foursome. Ooh. Dead or alive? Um, Probably alive because they can't. Bon Jovi. Uh, I think. Scotty Upshaw played with Michael Jordan. And so I think Michael Jordan's on that list. My brother, I just love playing my brother and I know I can possibly beat him. And uh, a healthy Tiger Woods. I think that would be. Oh, TW is on everybody's list. Yeah. Tiger's on. Yeah. He, list. He's just a legend. Like he's, he, he made golf cool. Like that's, he's, he's the well, guy. Well, Cam Jansen said Elon Musk. So you definitely <laughs> weren't as far off from where he was, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to play with Elon. <laughs> All right. I got a two-parter here. What is your favorite course that you have played? And what is your favorite course that you want to play? Besides Augusta. Yeah. You can't play it. Yeah, you can't play it. Oh, Actually, no. You, I, I might, I might, might be able to. Um, um, favorite course I have played would be Whistling Straits. Whistling Straits is probably oh. the favorite one I played. That's and, it. Um. Which one do I want to play other than Augusta? I don't know. I, I love those, the California courses, probably like Torrey Pines or Pebble Beach. Those ones look like they're the ones. Pebble Beach is probably the one I want to play because there's a course out here in Boston called Eastward Ho. And I play that a bunch. And the guy said that's the Pebble Beach of the West Coast. And I love Eastward Ho. So Pebble Beach is probably up there. Yeah. Absolute dent in our wallet, but probably not much for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's true hey we got you just got to know the right people the right people get, get it taken that's care true. of all right here's mine uh i do want to know the best miss and curfew story what you can and can't tell i mean that's up to you but you run a podcast um, curfew so it's here to scripsy the best um i don't know I, I i could probably keep it the the one thing with the, i used to love when i was playing in florida we used to have uh Uppy used to have this guy, Diego was the valet guy at his, uh, at his apartment building. He used to live and he would, there was a guy in the building that owned two sprinter vans the Mercedes sprinter vans. And he would let us take them for the night. So having Diego probably drive us down to from Fort Lauderdale to the SLS to eat at Katsuya, let him get some uh, sushi in them, then drop us off at story, then head over to 11. That was probably the ultimate, uh, the ultimate story for the missing curfew boys. We had some, like some that. late night trips back from 11. What is your handicap? A 12. It's gone up. I got my lowest I've been is a 10. How much cash are you playing for on the golf course? Depends on who I'm playing with. (laughs) Michael Jordan, you never know. You never know. Alpi got beat pretty good. The most I've played for was with my brother, Keith Yandel, JT Miller, Mark Stahl. Um, Who else was there? Jimmy Vesey and... (laughs) Uh, well, I'm missing a couple yans. Did I say yans. Yeah, there was eight of us, and those guys wanted to play 100 bucks a hole. So that was that was probably the most I played for. How much did you win? No, uh, I ended up, it was like it was kind of like uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was kind of like uh, how do we play? Like it was kind of like match play. Whoever had the most at the end. Oh yeah. So you just kind of like... paid up the ladder. So I was paying out, but my brother ended up winning. He was probably I forget who he was playing with and. ATM. It comes down. I was playing with JT Miller. He's playing out of one handicap. I think I shot better than him. So I was like, this is a great partner. Oh, great. It's showing up. Rip. Thanks for coming, buddy. <laughs> All right. Going back to your playing days, what is your favorite road trip? Chicago. 
That's my favorite city. Oh yeah. Got to start my career there and then go there was the best. Did you guys do rookie party on the road or are you guys at home? Yep. We did it twice in Vancouver, Vancouver. Then we did it in, I did it in Vegas with New, uh, New Jersey. And then we did it. Where did we do it in Boston? In Boston, I want to say we did it in Scottsdale. Uh, terrible. So Scottsdale's probably up there. <laughs> Shitty. <laughs> Play, playing up north here, that's our favorite road trip is going out to Vancouver. It's so sick. That city, I, I never knew how awesome that city was until until I played there. It's just one of those kind of like, I, I don't know, hidden gems. It's got great nightlife and oh, yeah. it, it was a lot of fun when you get to go there. Yeah, we had Luke Combs play the night we stayed there. We stayed an extra night. Luke Combs played. Oh, boys got banged up. <laughs> Where'd you go? The Roxy? <laughs> we did get in the Roxy and then we went to Brandy's. Have you ever heard of that place? No, we used to go to the guy, uh, Pete Jurgis, like a place called Pierre's. It was a restaurant in front and then a club in the back. And it was rookie party dinner, then go to a club and it's just, yeah, it was just a factory in there. You don't even know. Sounds anywhere. dangerous. Yeah. Hazy, uh, <laughs> best prank that you've been a part best. of or seen? Um, one of the best pranks was. It was actually in the minors. It was uh, Andrew Shaw, um, Ryan Stanton, Perry, Jeremy Morin, and this kid, Brandon Bolig. I think he played in Calgary. Bolig. Yeah. Tough yep. guy. But he ended up living in a building that I lived in the year before, and I still had the garage pass. So we used to go in there like once a week and like toilet paper his car, put peanut butter on his handles, <laughs> and he'd come to the rink all bullshit. And I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? Like, who's the hell in your building? Like, was doing this, dude. He had no idea. And then finally, the last game of the year we told him it was us i thought he was gonna beat the shit out of us so we had it was it was like an ongoing thing for a pretty good year he had no idea it was us so piggybacking turner's question about hidden gems what do you think of regina regina i've never been well we need to get you here yeah come down yeah I, we talked I, today I, I don't even know where it is on a map <laughs> you know where edmonton is right yeah i know where edmonton oh, is. straight eight, from there eight hours east of edmonton <laughs> five hours west yeah, of winnipeg yeah, it's colder if you believe it Fuck. oh my god edmonton winnipeg man that's did you ever go watch your brother in winnipeg no no no, no. i was still playing that year so you can ask I, him it's the exact same yeah same I, weather literally same weather like yeah it was the best when we played in boston that canadian trip was like in october so it was just done with before the season started you're like thank god you're like you're still fired up imagine if it was like in the dog days in february you got to go spend a week in western canada i don't don't know if i'd get out alive so i gotta ask are you a big uh red Sox fan yeah i love the Sox. i love the Sox. i haven't the only thing is i haven't been watching as much this year but the the Sox, when big poppy was there i was a huge Sox fan I know, but they're, they're playing pretty well right now. Considering we don't really have a pitching staff. Yeah. Yeah. That's they my, gotta go I'm, a, and get I'm a diehard Red Sox fan. So I love that. How, how are you a Red Sox fan? Well, from uh, Regina. I don't like Toronto <laughs> at all. And that's Canada's team. So I was like, oh, yeah. screw this. I'm going to cheer for Boston. So love that. I just, yeah, I've been a diehard Red Sox fan for, have you been to Boston? No. And that was my next question. I was going to ask you. What is Fenway Park like? Like that's my that's on my bucket list, top three list. So you're saying like, you find me out? Well, no. If you want to find me out, <laughs> yeah, we can play in the member guest as twelve handicaps. See how much damage we can do. <laughs> uh, no, it's if being a Red Sox fan like you are, it's something you got to experience. And Boston in the summer, 
I just never listed as one of my favorite cities because I live here. But like, I remember guys would ask me to leave Boston to come visit them during the summer. I was like, you can't get me out of Boston in the summer. It's that's where, it's like Chicago. Those cities are unbelievable in the warm weather comes. And then going to Fenway, it's it's one of the coolest experiences to experience a game because Boston fans event. are nuts. I've They're actually, nuts. I know Drew has seen it before, but I did some collecting and I got it all framed and whatnot, but I have game programs from 1939 and 1940 when the Yankees played the Red Sox. Like there's two different programs, wow. ticket prices. And back in 1939 on the ticket, it was 10 cents to get front row seats. I mean, it, yeah. It's, Troy didn't buy them though. No, no, I bought I, them. <laughs> I bought them as a collector, right? I know. Yeah. Plane tickets are too expensive. Um, but my dad actually sells tickets for a lady. He's a ticket broker. So we get some good access to the Red Sox seat. So if you ever do make it to Fenway, you're going to have to hit me up and That's cool. we'll be putting our beers. Put it this way. We'll be putting our beers on top of the dugout. My dad's got oh, four man. on the first base and four on the, the third base side. So the beers will be on top of the That's dugout. Cool. Yeah. I got to see my Red Sox play in Anaheim. Well, I guess it was two years ago because of COVID. And we were right on top of the uh, dugout. And yep. I ended up getting a ball from, it was one of the pitching coaches from Boston. It was like, I was like a little, I'm 40, right? But I was like a little <laughs> girl. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I got this, you know? Ruined some eight-year-old's day next to you? I didn't care. <laughs> I would have fought him off. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. Uh, awesome. Another question here for you. I got, well, I don't know. This is my, probably my last one. Uh, how many whole ones do you have? Or do you have any? Zero. Zero. I'm, I've, I've come close with like that counts. Like the only one I've, I was yeah. on a bachelor party playing barefoot in uh in Myrtle Beach, it was barefoot, playing barefoot actually, and I hit one to like six inches. That's the closest I've ever come. TJ Vegas, oh, that was me. Yesterday. I would, oh, that's my rule. My rule: if you're in the foursome and someone hits a hole in one, right. we're going to Vegas. Yeah. Well, we have to get on a Greyhound bus and get up and to Vegas. We can't. <laughs> we can't afford to be <laughs> up on a train. Oh, we get commercial flights, boys. We can get there. We'll figure our way. We'll get there. I, I've got one last one, sure. and it's back to your playing days. What is your most memorable moment playing in the National Hockey League? Um, I think my most memorable moment is, is, is probably that first game. And then, uh, maybe the first goal, I, but I just having my parents in the crowd, like in my, they came out, they flew out to Chicago and they stayed in the hotel with me and my dad's sitting in the lobby. And then I get in my car to head to the game. I'll just never forget like that look in his eyes, how excited he was. And just being able to play for the Blackhawks against Detroit as your first game. That was probably the coolest moment for me. I, I awesome. I really enjoyed it. it. Was and then then not getting sent down after the game was probably the next coolest moment. <laughs> That's good. Ripper, any? I'm good. All right. Try I was now. just gonna wish you a happy uh, belated Father's Day because that was yesterday. So uh, happy Father's Day. Hope all is well. Awesome. Thanks, boys. Yeah, Appreciate it. I mean, this is a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, I hope we we can do this again because I think we had a lot of fun today. I know that we you know we obviously did our homework on you and you know you're. You're a funny bastard. It'll be a lot of fun today. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, we'd love to do this again with you. You know, best luck with your podcast. Uh, where can people check it out? I guess if, uh, you know, free plug for you. Awesome. Thanks, boys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And this was a ton of fun. And I'd love to come back on. I got to get my handicap down, though, so I can start bragging. And, and you need to get the TaylorMade. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, Uppy, Uppy and Obi are supposed to get me to the kingdom out in uh, California, the TaylorMade kingdom, and dial me in for some clubs. But not sure when it's going to happen, but that's that's the plan. Hopefully, you get some content for it too. You guys can see my power cut that I hit. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys go to the kingdom, call me. We're going to link. <laughs> I will right. spend my, I don't know. We'll figure something out. We'll be up be there so too. We'll figure sick. it out. That'd be awesome. All right, Hazy. Awesome, man. guys. Uh, Thank you. It. Take care. Thanks, Jimmy. No problem, boys.
This episode of Off the Hosel is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Our success lies in our commitment to producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. Our signature products include Saskatchewan's best-selling, naturally-infused dill pickle vodka, which is on sale all month long at many places across the province. Also, don't forget to try out their new hibiscus lime vodka, only made by Last Mountain Distillery. Alrighty, there's episode 77 of Off the Hosel. A great one again with Jimmy Hayes. Uh, boys, around the horn here, thoughts on uh, the podcast? Jimmy's the man. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, very uh, outspoken, tells good stories, very comical. He felt like just one of the gang. I mean, really glad Jimmy came on. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Rip, uh, thoughts? It was just, uh, I had a great time. I feel like we went, like, off script a lot, which... Which is awesome, too. Yeah, that's that's awesome about being with guys like that, who we can just, like, roll with the punches and just fire off questions and just, like, just bullshit with them, right? It's funny. Yeah. Turner says that about going off script. Well, that we had no notes. Yeah. Yeah. It was He's... just spitballing questions, and he just rolled with, the, rolled with it and gave us the answers that we wanted to hear. And if he does get tailor-made clubs, like, we better get a raise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there should be a raise coming. I Jimmy almost said Jones. something on the air, but I'm not. I'll say it off the air. And, <laughs> Drew, you'll go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no, Jimmy Hayes is a lot of fun, though. And I think even, you know, talking about, you know, he's a good personal guy that you said off the record, too. He's a good guy to talk to, and he's a lot of fun. And, you know, talked about his golf game, and, and he wasn't afraid to just, you know, tell some good stories, too. Like, he's, he's just a beauty. His golf score is a lot closer to mine than yours, so. Yeah, but he's playing tougher courses than you, though. How do you know where I'm not playing? I know you're not I playing. I play a lot of golf at Divots Indoor Golf Center on Rochdale. There's some good tracks on he's there. He's playing PGA yeah. golf courses. So am I. Good thing there's, They're mulli- on simulators. Good thing there's a mulligan button on these. <laughs> <laughs> What's a mulligan? <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, anything else? Troy, I know you want to rip off some social media handles. At yes. underscore off the hosel and off the hosel. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Hit us up. Like us. Share it. Uh, check us out on YouTube at off the hosel. Uh, congratulations again to, um, what, what was the gentleman's name that won the big contest? Andrew Balitsky. Yeah. Congratulations, Andrew. Blitz. Thanks for listening. Um, I think we're doing another contest come there in the future. Yeah. Stay tuned. There's a potentially a big one next month. So stay tuned for that. Um, I really like your shirt by Cutter and Buck, by the way. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate it. And That's your, and your pill hat. Molson's pill hat. Yeah. Davey Stewart. Yeah, you guys keep seeing more sponsors. They just start paying more money here, sending more invoices <laughs> well, here. They, hey. have, they have spots in the interviews. Okay, uh, Troy, good to see you again. Uh, always a pleasure. I'll see you next week. See you next week for another big interview. So keep your eyes and ears both open, but one of them peeled. Turner, thanks for stepping back in. The intern, the ripper. Uh, Rip, talk to you next week, buddy. Yeah, talk to you guys later. Troy. Bye-bye. Peace. Everyone else, have a great Wednesday. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the podcast. Check it out, retweet it, like it, subscribe. If you don't like it, kick rocks. Everyone else, peace. See ya.